busy. Now he's going to move like a little rabbit. Mac, why do you... Hello, I'm Joe Leonardo, and welcome to Blind Pilots, where the goal is to have a team of writers blindly create the best TV pilot ever written. Here's how it works. Four writers each write only five pages of a 20-page pilot, but the writers can only see the last page written by the previous writer. At the end of the process, we will have 20 complete pages written of a brand new original story that at least hopefully makes sense, and at most is the beginning of the next Emmy-winning TV show. Over the past month, our team of writers have been hard at work blindly creating the best TV pilot ever made. They have all not seen any of the other pages their colleagues have written. Until right now. Let's quickly introduce the writers and cast their parts. Pages one through five were written by Brandon Zellman, who is an improviser, writer, actor, filmmaker, podcaster, and producer from Brooklyn. He is the co-host of the Who's That Pokemon comedy podcast and the Cat in the Hat cast streaming now on Wonderly. Hello, Brandon. Hello. How's it going? It's going good. Uh, Brandon, your parts are Daniel. Pages 6 through 10 were written by Lauren Brickman, who is a NYC-based actor, creator, educator. She has been seen on FBI Most Wanted, Bull, and Ghost, Book of Power 2. Ooh. On stage, Lauren was in the off-Broadway show Stuffed with Lisa Lampanelli, which was fantastic, by the way. Hello, Lauren. Hey, Joe. What's up? Your parts are Kimberly. I've always felt like a Kimberly. This feels right. Pages 11 through 15 were written by Nick Pappas, who is a comedy writer who has written jokes for celebrities, award shows, and even presidential candidates who have all lost. He was the humor columnist for Toastmasters and taught public speakers how to be funny at the 2019 International Convention. Ooh, how's it going, Nick? It's pretty good. Your parts are Patrick and Eugene. Pages 16 through 20 were written by Caitlin Puckett, who has performed with the badass UCB improv teams Ice Cold Bev and Higgins. Then she had a mental breakdown during COVID, fled NYC, <laughs> got therapy, popped out a very cute baby, and now lives in Cleveland, Ohio, working for an intellectual property firm. The comedy dream, Ooh. I say. Uh, Caitlin, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> Fantastic. Your, your parts are spirit guide, sexy bar patron, bartender, and Peggy Mantis. Ooh. And last but not least is the familiar face he is here every week is the people's critic, Andrew Berger, who at the end, he will be giving his people's critic critique. Uh, he is not a comedy person. He's not a writer in any sorts. He's just an enjoyer of all things entertainment. Andrew, how are you doing? I'm good. You're playing the parts of Radio, Mysterious Worm, and Mysterious Entity. Nice. And just to clue everybody in, because I don't know if you all know this, because we mentioned early on that nobody knows each other's scripts. All they know is just the mm -mm. final page from the previous writer. So it's kind of like a pass baton. All I did was tell everyone kind of the theme of this one, and it is 
The Tale Beyond the Misty River. All right, we ready to read the script? Let's do it. Okay, let's start the pilot, pages one through five, written by Brandon Zellman. Exterior, wooded back roads, night. 1996, a bright red Lexus glides down winding roads, kicking up dust in its wake. We hear crickets beneath the muffled Come On and Ride It by Quad City DJs blasting from the car radio. The camera drifts behind the Lexus to reveal a New Hampshire license plate and dips behind the back right tire as the car makes a hard turn. From beneath the car, we see a rabbit, gray, adorable, about 10 feet ahead in the middle of the road. Then, splat, screech, scrape. We see the car from above, now as it clanks to a stop on an old wooden bridge. Beneath it, a babbling river. The car door swings open, and Kimberly, 26, dressed as the alien from Independence Day, kicks her door open. Fucking bunny. Kimberly slams the door behind her and disappears behind the other side of her car, ducking down out of view. Fucking bunny. Cut to the squashed up bloody remains of the fucking bunny, tangled up in the now flat tire and scraped up fender. If I miss this costume contest because of a fucking bunny... Hey. Ah, Kimberly whips around to see Eugene, teenager, pale and meek, standing on the other end of the bridge. Do you need some help? Not enough that I'm gonna get murdered on Halloween while dressed as the alien from Independence Day, thank you. How about I help fix your car and we skip the murder part entirely? Kimberly contemplates for a long moment. I'll jack it up and get the spare from the trunk. Cut to five minutes later. They're both working on the back of Kimberly's car. And my ex is going to be there. And Emma told me he's doing a couple's costume with with this new girlfriend. And they're going as Phoebe and Joey. And I don't even understand how that's a cohesive costume. Who are Phoebe and Joey? You're joking. Yes. (laughs) I've been rambling. Sorry, what's your deal? (laughs) Oh, it's a harrowing tale. Oh, really? Does this tale have a name? Smash to title. (laughs) Chapter one. The tale beyond the Misty River. You can't name a story before it has an ending. A story with no ending. Could you reduce it down to the essentials? Because I've got to get to this party. (laughs) He smiles. Lightning crashes. I grew up down the road here, across from Beaver Mill. By the Kmart? No, this would be before that. It was just shacks back then. I used to hunt in the woods out back. Squirrels, rabbits... I'd sell the pelts when I could, but it was tough to get a formal job, as it were. Yeah, the job market is so rough. And no one wanted to hire George Grips, boy. Pop was mm, not well. 
liked. He was a he was a difficult man. Ugh, yeah, I hate my dad. He had a reputation for drinking and blacking out and breaking into houses and pissing and shitting in people's toilets. Oh, wow. That's so specific. Uh, one time, I tried getting a job sweeping up at Bob Rogers' soda stop, but Bob Rogers called me trash, and I came home crying, and my pop took me back there, and Bob Rogers called us both trash, and pop smashed his egg cream over its head, and Bob Rogers dragged him out front and beat pop within an inch of his life and took a hot piss all over Pop's overcoat and the back of his head and, and whatnot. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's... Sorry, what's an egg cream? Is that like some kind of like sandwich or is it a drink? Fizzy milkshake. Pop, Pop was humiliated. So next day, they found Bob Rogers floating face down about a mile down river of here. Uppy and bloated, bumping up against the fisherman's pier. Bullet hole in his temple. No fucking way. Worst of all, they pinned it all on Pop. Everyone had seen them tussling the day before, so it seemed pretty obvious. Searched the house and found his hunting rifle. That's all it took. He didn't do it. Nope. I did. Fuck me! I waited for Bob Rogers as he walked home from work that night, shot him in the temple, and tossed him right over this bridge. Okay, I will kick your ass, little boy, so you better back up! Backing away from her slowly. I was never convicted. Yeah, that's not helping. No one ever found me, neither. Must have thought I fled town in shame, but I never left. I've been here. Right here. On Misty Bridge. I've tried to leave, but I... I think I... I think I'm cursed. Trapped here. For eternity as I repent for my sins. Yeah, okay, psycho! Keep walking. You did a shitty job on my tire, too, by the way. But I've been waiting for someone. Someone to take my place. Well, keep walking, asshole. It'd have to be someone with blood on their hands. Sorry, dude. I don't have... Eugene looks past Kimberly with a wry smile. Kimberly's eyes dash to the roadkill bunny beneath her car and back at Eugene. He's backed himself up to the start of the bridge, a step away from the dirt road. I've been trapped here for 62 years. And now, it's your turn. Eugene steps backwards onto the dirt road. His body contorts into that of an old, old man. I'm sorry. Oh, fuck! Kimberly runs from him, hopping into her car and driving full speed off in the opposite direction. Her tires scream, and so does she. The moment the Lexus reaches the end of the bridge, the world blurs, and Kimberly finds herself and her car back in the center of the bridge. In the distance, Eugene stumbles softly into the woods and is gone. On Kimberly's radio, we hear The Crossroads by Bone Thugs and Harmony. I don't you know. You got it? Just, you got it. <laughs> see what you got. You got it. Bone, 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 bone. Now tell me what you're gonna do. 
<laughs> when there ain't nowhere to run. <laughs> when judgment comes for you. When judgment comes for you. End of page five. <laughs> Wow. Wow, what a wow. story. What a story. <laughs> okay, so let's try to let's let's talk this through very quickly. Mm -hmm. So we have Eugene, we have yes. Kimberly. Kimberly's on her way to a, a Halloween co costume party. She's dressed mm -hmm. like the alien from Independence Day. She breaks down. Oh, no, she doesn't break down. She hits a bunny. Mm -hmm. And then yeah. Yeah. Eugene is just there. And they're on a bridge. They're on a bridge. Mm -hmm. on a bridge. Yeah, I see like that sleepy hollow closed bridge mm -hmm. in my brain. It mm. has to have been an old enough bridge that, uh, like, 62 yeah. years ago, it was also a bridge. So. Yeah. Mm, okay. Mm. So Eugene goes to help out. And other, people's, other people can step in on this mm -hmm, story. Mm -hmm. Eugene comes to help. He's a meek teen. <laughs> he, he, or so he seems. Mm. Okay. But he's, he's serving creep vibes from the beginning. Yeah. 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 He yeah. didn't know who Joey Not and Phoebe trust. were or whatever. From yeah. He's, like, uh, he's serving just got out of the basement vibes. You know? Yeah, and you feel like, I mean, Kimberly, she's as the alien from Independence Day. So she's you feel cool. Like she can really handle it. I mean, it was 1996. Cool mm -hmm. That's, yeah. When like, did Independence cool. Day come out? It was that summer. summer. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. Okay. Or I'm wrong. <laughs> Maybe she worked on the movie. And she's like, I she did a lot of dramaturgical yeah. work. <laughs> yes, yeah, could have been. She had the, that would be the the greatest costume of all time if you showed up before that movie came out and you're just this nine foot tall alien. And you're like a teen. Like my dad works on this movie. You'll 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 get the reference later. Oh no, I'm dead. Um so what where we left was uh Kimberly is now cursed, stuck mm -hmm. on this bridge. Eugene got to revert back to being an old man or died. I don't know. Was that clear? He's a, he's an old okay. man. Uh, I mean, what's the yeah. difference, yeah. you know? Oh, he's running so away to die in dignity. That's what I took. True. I think he wants to see Paris. <laughs> one, you know, he never got to see Paris. Is that a reference from something? Sex in the City? Oh, I, he needs I, to have his Carrie I Bradshaw like moment? That's, I, wouldn't seeing Paris be like, a, ooh, I'm old, I'm going to bucket list and see the Eiffel Tower? Oh, like literally, like the city of Paris, just making sure he's not revisiting. Yeah, like yeah. A, no, not the He wants to see okay. Paris Hilton. Yeah. DJ, oh he's God. never seen her DJ, and he desperately wants to. That's true. She DJs? Oh, yeah. What? I feel yeah. like any influencer DJs, all you do is stand there and push buttons. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I said it. Coming in hot wow. for DJs. I said it. Drag them. Okay. Now we've lost our whole audience. Yeah. <laughs> all right let's go on to pages six through ten written by lauren brickman but first let's reread page five yeah okay psycho keep walking you did a shitty job of my tire too by the way but I've been waiting for someone, someone to take my place. Well, keep waiting, asshole. You'd have to be someone with blood on their hands. Sorry, dude. I don't have. Eugene looks past Kimberly with a wry smile. Kimberly's eyes dash to the roadkill bunny beneath her car and back at Eugene. He's backed himself up to the start of the bridge, a step away from the dirt road. I've been trapped here for 62 years, and now it's your turn. Eugene steps backwards onto the dirt road. His body contorts into that of an old, old man. 
I'm sorry. Oh, fuck. Kimberly runs from him, hopping into her car and driving full speed off in the opposite direction. Her tires scream, and so does she. The moment the Lexus reaches the end of the bridge, the world blurs, and Kimberly finds herself and her car back in the center of the bridge. In the distance, Eugene stumbles softly into the woods and is gone. On Kimberly's radio, we hear the crossroads by Bone Thugs and Harmony. Oh, dude. <laughs> you gotta do it again. <laughs> this is the only but now we I told you how hear. it sounds, so hopefully you were listening. I, to hear I love song. this I remix. I like your Blink version. I like this. I like this. Yeah. I like your right, version. New, new Blink record, bro. All right. Bone, 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 bone. Now tell me what you're gonna do when there ain't nowhere to run. When judgment comes for you. When judgment comes for you. Page six. Six through ten. Oh, it's me. Extreme close-up on a sleek, extremely modern radio, in quotes. Also playing The Crossroads by Bone Thugs and Harmony. So while I read this part, Andrew, if you can just continue the song. I think uh, that would really help set the mood. We pull... With all the lyrics, Yeah, just, right? so just honestly, you do it at a whisper. Um, nope, you can just, I, you I just do, do the lyrics. You, what you assume the song is. You don't need to pull it up. Your version of it. We okay. pull back to reveal interior... Rect- oh, wait a minute. Now it's a different place. Never mind. You don't need to do it. Oh. Okay. <laughs> no, but they have, no. Let's say in the rectory they have a radio that's playing it as well. It's one of those like pan cuts yeah. where we mm-hmm. hear the song and then it zooms out of the radio. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah. So just whisper that's it, cool. and then once I, I'm done my search direction, you can stop singing. Interior rectory day. Okay. Patrick, mid thirties, and strikingly good looking, sits at his desk, distractedly looking out his window. He's so lost in his thoughts, he's forgotten about the cup of coffee in his hand. He seems to have completely forgotten about the open blank Word document on his computer. Uh, This isn't written, but I'll say this. He slightly turns the radio up just a little louder so he can listen to the song. (laughs) Closer on Patrick, the radio gets turned up slightly a little louder so he can hear it. He still can't hear it, so he's turning the knob more and more. (laughs) He cannot hear it. The knob keeps... There the we go. Closer like on Patrick. To you. He has skin so perfect it begs those bad, who bad, see bad, him bad, to seek out bad, an imperfection bad, because now it's now just too perfect to be believed. His eyes when are so captivating. Uh, people don't just get lost in them. They drown. We pull back as Patrick turns off the radio. Oh, boo, it's written here. So Patrick turns off the radio. Patrick turns off the radio. He takes a swig of coffee as he reaches for a book inside his desk drawer. Close up to reveal the book is actually a Bible. We pull back as Patrick begins flipping through the text. He looks back and forth between the Bible in his hands and the empty Word document on the screen. A beat. He opens his desk drawer again and adds a little whiskey to his coffee and takes a long sip before opening the Bible. He continues to flip through the Bible pages, reading bits and pieces Almost a mumble, and then with more volume. If anyone sins and does what is forbidden in any of the Lord's commands, even though they do not know it, they are guilty and will be held responsible. Leviticus 5.17 A deep sigh as Mm. he sits back in his chair. An exhausted sigh escapes him as he closes his eyes and leans back. 
breaking Patrick's concentration, we hear... Patrick. Like an alarm has gone off. Patrick is jolted from his concentration. We pan to reveal... Daniel, mid-late 60s, standing in the doorway of the rectory. The family resemblance between Daniel and Patrick is unmistakable. Yet, Daniel is more weathered. Years working as a commercial fisherman has taken its toll on his skin. But there is a weariness in his soul that's also taken a physical toll. I thought you were meeting me for lunch today. Sat at the burger joint around the corner for 30 minutes, looking like a real asshole. Patrick gives a pointed look as he stands motioning for Daniel to sit and join him. I thought we said we'd have lunch on Thursday. It is Thursday. Patrick goes to look at his calendar. No, it's... well, I'm sorry. Patrick goes to get another cup of coffee. It wasn't my intention to leave you flying solo. Before Patrick can pour the coffee... No need to waste any of your fancy coffee on me. It's not that fancy. You're more than welcome to that. No, no. No need. That sweet as a peach waitress around the corner felt bad I was stood up, kept pouring me cups on the house. I think she might think I'm cute. You're, You're a real cutie. Patrick settles back in his seat. A quiet moment. I didn't say I didn't need a spot of whiskey, though. I don't? You stood me up. Least you can do is offer an old man a real drink. Beat. Then a laugh between the two as Patrick pours whiskey into the second coffee mug. They cheers and let themselves enjoy the comfort of the burn. (laughs) You're not sleeping again, are you? I'm fine. Bullshit. Close up on Patrick, clearly annoyed, then back to... What did I do so wrong that you're walking around with such a huge stick up your... Dad, please, not today. Fine. I'll be good. You know... (laughs) I just love giving you a hard time. I know, but you're... (laughs) You're having the nightmares again, aren't you? (laughs) Don't think I'll fall for your BS. Patrick really looks at his father, a sigh that feels like it's escaping from the marrow of his bones, escapes from Patrick's lips. They're so real, I keep waking up and thinking I'm back there, that I'm still a child. I feel... So, Batty, my boy, when are you going to stop punishing yourself? You offer everyone forgiveness. Why not yourself? How much penance will be enough? None. There's no amount of Hail Marys that can forgive what I've done. It's not your fault. Kimberly vanished. Dad. Patrick is cut off by Daniel, coming around the desk and putting his arm on Patrick's shoulder. I love you, kid. I know you aren't a kid anymore, but you'll always be my kid. A filled (laughs) moment of eye contact. I just... I just wanted more for you, son. He hugs his son. I want you to be happy. Almost a whisper. I want that too. 
Cut to interior bar later that night. Daniel sits at a bar eating nuts, drinking a beer and minding his own business. Another one? What the hell? Hit me again, barkeep. Handing him another beer. No hot date tonight? Hot date? <laughs> That's a good one. Gee, thanks. I'm working on my tight five. A sexy bar patron walks up to the other end of the bar. Uh, can I get, Jeez. like, a sex on the beach or something? With a wink in Daniel's direction, bartender makes his way to help out the sexy patron. With a laugh, Daniel goes back to sipping his beer. The Crossroads by Bone Thugs and Harmony starts to play from a jukebox in the bar. Andrew, here's your moment. <laughs> so let's hear it. So jukebox levels, that's bar normally has music blasted. Oh, Just give it to me. Right. Whatever you got, you don't have to look it up. But, 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 there you go. Now you tell me. Enter a woman dressed in all black and veil. We can't make out her face. She looks completely out of place. Is she even from this era? It's like something out of a children's horror story about evil witches. A cold chill follows her and gets Daniel's attention. He follows the chill, and at the same moment, he turns to the woman who walks up directly behind him. The jukebox turns off. I thought I'd find you here. Tell me where Patrick is. Do I know you? From over the woman's shoulder, we can see Daniel's face as she removes the veil. Jesus, Mary, and Saint Joseph. <laughs> it can't be you. Where the hell have you been, Kimberly? We flip around to reveal Kimberly in a close-up. End of page 10. Oh, goosebumps. Now we're getting somewhere. All right, does someone else want to take their turn in trying to wrap up what just happened here? <laughs> Who can do it? Well, thematically, you know, it becomes a story about those we leave behind. Mm. You know, it really it's mm -hmm. it's it's the people on the periphery of trauma. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, in this case, it's someone who blames themselves for uh, letting uh, their beloved mm -hmm. disappear. Um, they should have been there for them. Mm -hmm. And uh, and their crotchety old, I'm going to say deep sea fisherman mm -hmm. father mm -hmm. um, yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, is there to kind of, you know, give him, give him the elbow, elbow, <laughs> give him some noogies, um, and, and kind of push him on the path towards healing until, wait a second, we're in the bar and someone notably sexy enters. And, uh, is this unrelated? No, okay, we had, that... so the, the sexy person was to come in to distract the mm -hmm, bartender, mm -hmm. I believe. Of course. Yeah. All right. Okay. And then Kimberly came in. Yeah. And all dressed in, uh, Kimberly enters dressed, you know, in all black and a veil, mm -hmm. which is epic. Out of the, out, so out of the yeah. time, mm -hmm. I believe it was said. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. completely out of place. Completely out of place, uh, yeah. From, from yeah. is she even from this era? Yeah. Um, I don't know. A lot of I don't know. great questions <laughs> happening. Yes. I like questions. Which makes a, <laughs> a perfect final page, <laughs> some yeah. might say. So, yeah, I, this is great. It's almost like the first five pages Brandon's first five pages were like a cold open, mm -hmm. and then the mm -hmm. true story starts on page six, following 
the Daniel character uh, and his son. What was the son's name? Patrick. Patrick. Yes. Patrick. Patrick. That was that yeah. was exactly how I read the last page that I was given. Was that I was like, this feels like a cold open. Oh, and it ended with a. Didn't the last? Didn't that end on a thing like chapter one? Something, something. It, it, it features a chapter one, uh, the tale of the misty. That River. part yes. I didn't have. There, so that though. makes sense. Uh, and you didn't. Oh, have it. you didn't have that. No, part. that's like on page. Three yeah, or four. I didn't oh, okay. have that All part. Right. So I think really, that just disappeared. Ends with the crossroads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this episode is chapter yeah. one. Yeah, this whole episode is chapter yeah. one. Yeah. yeah, All right, let's move on to Nick's pages eleven through fifteen. But first, let's read Lauren's page ten that was sent over to Nick. What the hell? Hit me again, barkeep. <laughs> no hot date tonight? I love how we can also turn it up to a like 20 now. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> hot date! Ha! That's a good one. Gee, thanks. I'm working on my tight five. <laughs> a sexy bar patron walks up to the other end of the bar. Ah. Uh. Can I, like, get a sex on the beach or something? With Uh. a wink in Daniel's direction, bartender makes his way to help out the sexy patron. With a laugh, Daniel goes back to sipping his beer. The crossroads blasts by Bone Thugs and Harmony starts... Playing an extremely loud volume. The jukebox in the bar. Enter a woman dressed in all black and veil. We can't make out her face. She looks completely out of place. Is she even from this era? It's like something out of a children's horror story about evil witches. A cold chill follows her and gets Daniel's attention. He follows the chill, and at the same moment, he turns to the woman uh, that walks up directly behind him. He turns off the jukebox. I thought I'd find you here. Tell me where Patrick is. Do I know you? From over the woman's shoulder, we can see Daniel's face as she removes the veil. <gasps> Jesus, Mary, and Saint Joseph, <laughs> it can't be you! Where the hell have you been, Kimberly? We flip around to reveal Kimberly in a close-up. And, oh, sorry, now, now continue to page 11 through 15, written by Nick Poppins. Thank God you can see me. Danny, I... I figured if anyone could, it'd be you. The bartender walks back over and smiles. Hey there. Loving your whole goth vibe. Wow. Okay. Unexpected. Okay. I'm confused. (laughs) What's going on? My guide told me that only people who truly love you can see your spirit. I don't get it. Me neither. (laughs) I guess the bartender loves everybody. No, I don't get what the fuck you're saying. You've, like, disappeared for two days, not answering my texts and not answering my calls. I thought ghosting was for bad relationships, uh, not best friends. Kimberly grabs the side of Daniel's head. I ghosted you because I'm a ghost, dummy. 
What do you mean you're a ghost? I'm gone. No more. Warm food. My Facebook page is going to be full of assholes. I don't care about saying how much they miss me. She's dead, dude. Again, how? Do you just see dead people or like... Only the hot ones. (laughs) Thanks. It suddenly clicks for Daniel. He stands up, trying to hold back tears. Oh my god, you're dead? Kimmy, I... I don't know how... What am I? He tries to give her a hug, but she pushes him off. Can we get past the awkward sad face? Daniel stands up straight, wipes away a lone tear. He's used to Kimberly avoiding emotions. Yep, sure, done. You're dead. I'm alone. All good. Good. Why are you dressed like an old Greek widow? (laughs) (laughs) It's a long story. (laughs) Cut to uh, exterior, the banks of the misty river night. Close up on Kimberly's eyes opening. We pull out to see her lying on the grass, completely naked. Shocked, she covers up. A woman in all black floats near her. This is her spirit guide. She has a British accent. Welcome to the rest of your existence. Kimberly, that's pretty good. Kimberly stands up and jumps back, scared and confused. Who are you? I'm your guide on the path to the afterlife. The afterlife? I'm dead? Only your body, my dear. Your spirit has become part of eternity. But why am I naked? Well, you died naked, but once we... What size are you? Beg your pardon? Cut back to interior bar. Anyway, I need to find Patrick. Where is he? You tell me. He's ghosting me too. (laughs) He's hiding out then. You've got to help me find him. Why would he be hiding out? You can't be this dense. (laughs) He murdered me. Patrick? No. He wouldn't murder you. He's so nice. And he's vegan. I mean, he can't even stand a cow being murdered. All I know is Patrick and I were together. We had a few drinks. One thing led to another. And I woke up dead on the banks of the Misty River. That can't be it. I read tons of mystery novels. It's never the boyfriend. Well, (laughs) I live in the real world. And it's always the boyfriend. We should retrace your steps. Go back to the Misty River. Let me settle my tab. Daniel makes eye contact with the bartender. Kimberly crosses her arms annoyed. A naked man, Patrick, comes running through the front door of the bar. He sees Daniel first. He grabs him by the shoulders and flips him around. Dan! Danny! Can you see me? Danny turns, keeping his eyes focused on Patrick's face. Yeah, I can see a lot of you, buddy. Oh, thank Christ. Listen... There's not a lot of time to explain. I'm... Dead? Wait, how, how, did, how did you know? Daniel points to his left. Patrick looks over and sees Kimberly staring daggers at him. Oh, fuck. So you're dead, too? If you're dead and I'm dead, how did we... There you are, you little slag! They all look up to see Kimberly's spirit guide at the door, completely naked. Patrick gives Kimberly a look. I can explain. The bartender brings Daniel's tab and smiles at the guide. Hey there, gorgeous. 
Oh, fuck off. <laughs> Fair enough. The bartender leaves. Oh, it's me. Cut to exterior, the banks of the Misty River. Later, Patrick and Daniel stare at Patrick and Kimberly's bodies. Kimberly's spirit guide is nearby, back in her outfit. Kimberly walks up wearing an oversized Notre Dame t-shirt and shorts. She throws Patrick a pair of dress pants and a shirt that says YOLO. <laughs> Slim pickings on the lost and found of the dead. To Daniel. Where's your spirit guide? End of page 15. Wow. Ooh, yeah. Okay. Wow, wow, wow. okay. Now we're getting somewhere. Now we're feeling a little more of the afterlife. Wow. So I think, so it's only been two days. Who knew? Who I knew? thought she was dead for a lot longer. Just two days. I mean, it's, this is November second, nineteen ninety six, and I'm sure we'll commit to that. Well, and it's amazing that we're now, I guess, getting the origin stories of terms like ghosting and like. I guess Danny was a big yes. beta user of text messaging. Yes. <laughs> Do we say in the earlier uh, scripts uh, how long it was between? Kimberly disappearing. We, I, I specifically didn't give a number. I was, I did try to imply it had been a long time with technology. It, was like a, it said a while. Or yeah, something. forty-eight hours is a long time. That's a long time. Yeah, yeah. So this works. This all still works. It also works. And also, I get we don't know how long it's been since. I guess maybe it's Dan went to see his son Patrick maybe a day or two ago. Who knows? Exactly. Who knows? Yeah, well, we don't know. Who can quickly recap the story that's not Nick or Brandon? I think uh, so. We have, while Kimberly and Dan are reconnecting in the bar, we find out that Kimberly is uh, in her uh, other, her ghost like form. She has a spirit guide, and that. Uh, who she stole the clothes of. Who she stole the clothes yes. of because she died naked. Um, which cause she, she, it sounds like the it Patrick. It felt like a 30 rock, like a cutaway. Yeah. And this, like, like this version feels Nick. It's a very like sitcom-y. Uh -huh. Yeah. And I guess, uh, Kimberly and Patrick were doing the nasty, which, uh, hmm. he's a priest. So uh, that's complicated. Uh, but I guess then she thinks he killed her. I mean, the Catholic church has never had a sexual scandal. Never once. This is going this to is blow minds. Sexual yeah, this scandal. is the healthiest sexual scandal. This is the healthiest Catholic Church scandal. <laughs> um, but yeah, but then it turns out, plot twist, Patrick's dead too. Because Patrick shows up as a butt naked ghost. Yeah. And, uh, you know, shocker of shockers, bartender's real horny. But mm. actually no. takes no and for his an horniness, answer. And his horniness allows him to see the ghosts. Mm -hmm. he but he everybody. also finds he's everyone. Johnny Bravo. He, yeah. yeah, he's a Johnny Bravo type, yeah. but he finds everyone sexy. He loves everybody. That's, you know, interesting very wrinkle to anyone who can like see a yeah. ghost. Mm -hmm. Very true. Mm -hmm. I do love this idea that you can only see ghosts if you truly love someone. And the idea that this bartender, he's not just horny, he genuinely loves humans is kind of nice. Superpower. I, like I do really like yeah. that. Yeah. On that note, the conclusion. <gasps> Pages 16 <gasps> through 20, written by Caitlin Puckett. But first. <gasps> We will read Nick's page 15 that Caitlin got. <laughs> Dan.
Daniel points to his left. Patrick looks over and sees Kimberly staring daggers at him. Oh, fuck. So you're dead, too. If you're dead and I'm dead, how did we... There you are, you little slag. They all look up to see Kimberly's spirit guide at the door, completely naked. Patrick gives Kimberly a look. I can explain. The bartender brings Daniel's tab and smiles at the guide. Hey there, gorgeous. Oh, fuck off. Fair enough. The bartender leaves. Cut to exterior, the banks of the Misty River later. Patrick and Daniel stare at Patrick and Kimberly's bodies. Kimberly's spirit guide is nearby, back in her outfit. Kimberly walks up wearing an oversized Notre Dame t-shirt and shorts. She throws Patrick a pair of dress pants and a shirt that says YOLO. Slim Pickens in the lost and found of the dead. Where's your spirit guide? Pages 16 to 20, written by Caitlin Puckett. <laughs> don't get mad, but I don't have one. Why would I get mad at you for not having a spirit guide? Because I lied to you. Everything I have told you since you got here has been pretty much been a lie, yeah. I'm your spirit guide. Oh, oh damn. damn. What? the hell? Why would you keep that from me? Because if I introduce myself as your spirit guide, I don't really get to know the real you. Then I need to know the real you to reincarnate you properly. Hold up. I'm pretty sure reincarnation has not been mentioned. You mean we're going back to the mortal realm, but as something else? Bingo bango. And I figured out what to reincarnate you tossers as too. Spirit guide and Daniel high five and throw back their heads and laugh. Oh, <laughs> damn. Wow, 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 wow. Time out. You mean you two were together this whole time? Yep. Everything that has happened to you here before we got to this riverbank has been an elaborate ruse so we could determine the perfect reincarnation plan for you. Cha! Your plan to nick all my clothes was actually my plan all along. Holy shit, this is confusing. Well, it won't be for much longer. Wait, we haven't even figured out how the hell we died. We actually do know that, but... It wouldn't matter to you if we told you. Such a shame you are about to forget absolutely everything. Wait, why the mystery? Why go to all this trouble? It's like you're part of a nefarious conspiracy that's targeting us and whose motives may only be uncovered over several exciting weeks. <laughs> oh, damn! Daniel and Spirit Guide look nervously at each other and spring into action. They grab hands and chant. Hectatus Larebus Resurrectatus Light shoots out of mouths and eyes. Everything buzzes and turns white. The screen splits. Right side, Patrick is groaning as he emerges as a maggot. He, he evolves into a housefly. Patrick the fly flies in the air towards the middle of the screen. 
Left side, Kimberly is making whiny noises as she crawls out of the ground as a caterpillar. She evolves into a cicada. Kimberly, the cicada, flies in the air towards the middle of the screen. The split screen dissolves as the two meet in the air, hovering over their very decayed and bloated human bodies. Have we met before? (laughs) Kimberly the cicada begins to fly in the other direction. Oh, my... Begins humming, burning down the house by the talking heads as he inspects the bodies. (laughs) Kimberly pivots around curiously as she hears the melody and begins to hum with it. To the tune of burning down the house. Oh, fuck, I remember everything. Me too. We're definitely not supposed to remember... Our bodies are decomposing, but we can still figure this out and take down the goddamn spirit guides. Let's do it. A mysterious worm pops out of Corpse Patrick's eye. Finally, I found you. Listen very closely to me. Mysterious Worm is drowned out by the approaching crow shrieks. A full murder dives down and tears the three apart. Cut to black. Sensual jazz nightclub music begins. Interior. Le hot jazz of the dead bug club. Hopefully I pronounced that right. Everything is pitch black except a spotlight that pops up on a sexy jazz siren. Peggy Mantis. Uh, she has the head of a praying mantis, but below her neck, she is all human woman. Ooh, welcome, lovelies, welcome. You started out as human's daddy. Spotlight appears on Patrick, who still has his fly head, and the rest of his body is human. Yeah, reincarnated little baby. As a little bug, ya baby. Another spotlight appears on Kimberly, who has her human head, but the rest of her body is cicada. Now you are back as a little hybrid. You may be starting to put together that every time you reincarnate and die, you come back to the afterworld with a new you, 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 you body <laughs> that reflects all your previous lives. Keep it about boots, keep it about the babbity. Peggy continues to sing passionate scatting. Cut to Patrick motioning to Kimberly to follow him. They walk up to the bar and grab stools. This is pretty fucked. Yeah, I can't process how weird this all is. For what it's worth, I know I'm not the number one person you want to keep meeting in your lives and afterlives, but I'm I'm glad you're here with me and all this. Thanks. I'm not great at saying nice things. It's never been me. So, uh, here you go. Kimberly outstretches her cicada arms to hug Patrick while trying to maintain the distance from his giant fly head. It is mostly cute. Bartender enters, sets down two drinks for Kimberly and Patrick. Bartender looks at Kimberly's naked cicada body and smiles. Hey there, gorgeous. Oh, buzz off. Ooh, nice one. 
does friendly finger guns, then exits. So I guess this is it. We just continue the cycle of living as some piece of shit, dying, hanging out here for a bit, over and over, without figuring out how we died in the first place? Suddenly, two doors burst open. Peggy stops singing, and everyone turns to see a mysterious entity enter. They have hundreds of different human and animal attachments, including the mysterious worm face, a cool motorcycle cap, many weird-looking weapons, aviator sunglasses, and a huge penis. <laughs> they walk up to Kimberly and Patrick. I've been looking for you two, knuckleheads. I'm busting you out of this. Let's roll. The entity pulls out a shotgun and racks a shell. Their huge penis does an impressive bounce when they pump the shotgun. Patrick and Kimberly look from mysterious entity to each other. Bartender pops in smiling. Oh! Oh, damn! damn. Roll credits. End of pilot. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. That was a like a David Lynch David Lynch. I was gonna twist. say it feels like a David Twin Lynch. Peaks? Yes, very Twin Peaksy. <laughs> That's the nicest thing anyone could say. Right? Are you, are you are you a Twin Peaks fan? Are you a David huge, Lynch fan? Yeah. Oh, okay. This totally I feel this, like the whole pilot works yeah. because we're like, yeah, it's just a David Lynch piece. Yeah. Now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Can we talk about so where's this pilot going from here? This is, I think the story is going to be the mysterious entity and Kimberly and the bar. So the bartender was, was someone from the afterlife the whole time. The whole time. Yeah. This now, this kind of feels like some sort of like quantum leap or Doctor Who type series now where we're just constantly traveling through these different reincarnations. I'm kind of into it. it, In my mind, it's sort of like um, Doctor Who meets um what was that show where that guy would try to right all of the wrongs that he did it would oh, um, was that oh called? my name is uh, earl? my name is earl my name is earl yeah. it's like a my name is earl oh, uh meets wow. meets um yeah doctor who uh through your past life i love it you know cl- that classic can someone quickly recap uh yeah i'll try give it a shot <laughs> so basically the Spirit guides decided to reincarnate these two people before giving them the backstory of how they died originally. Because mm-hmm. this is a cycle, right? Mm-hmm. Wasn't it, so this has been happening for hundreds of years, I assume? I, I think eternity. For eternity? Caitlin? Is that, did you write that? Um, this, no. <laughs> this oh. is their first time being reincarnated. Oh, this is first time? Okay. okay, cool, cool, cool. So, yeah, so you're not supposed to remember about being reincarnated, but they are reincarnated and they remember, they're like, what, what's happening? Because of the talking heads, apparently. Mm. Yeah. It, oh, man, I, I had a feeling in my bones. Uh, uh, bones. <laughs> there was just a song. I knew there was a song earlier in the script. I didn't know what it was. My heart told me <laughs> talking heads. Talk, talking heads, I, I like that song better, but I, yeah. I don't know the other song. But, um... I can't wait for Andrew. You know to hear Crossroads. That. You totally know Crossroads. I can't wait till Andrew goes. I, oh. Yeah, when you you're look it up, you're like, it. oh, I know that song. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> That's why I didn't want you to look it up. All right, so we had the. <laughs> All good. So we had the. Um, okay, so the reincarnation. Then they figured it out. And so yeah, now they have weird body parts. So it's almost like a bug's life or ants for five seconds. 
Yeah. And they're in this dark, shady, sexy, titty jazz bar. (laughs) 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 And then someone comes out of nowhere where it's either like, in my head, it's either the doctor or uh, it's either three people. It's either the doctor from Doctor Who, Mm -hmm. Dan Radcliffe from that like, TV sitcom he was in where he plays a worker in heaven or oh, something. Yeah, oh, yeah, Miracle, yeah. Worker. Miracle Workers. Miracle Workers, yeah. Miracle Workers. Or it's Han Solo. Mm. <laughs> Hell yeah. And uh, they're like, get out of here, short round. Like, you know, this isn't where you're supposed to be right now. And you mean Indiana Jones? To the wind. Well, yeah, Indiana Jones too, I guess, yeah. Well, same kid, character, he, same character. I mean, they, they yeah. really are. Yeah. <laughs> Just different eras. I was thinking like a fourth dimensional mm. being who's above time and can only like exist in like slices of mm. the third dimension. And that's mm. why you see like a bunch of weird messed up. A bunch of different just, configurations. Well, I think he's like someone who's like been around and has been reincarnated millions of times. So he's like, yes. I'm ready well, to get out of this cycle. That's what I was going for. Yes. Yeah. Oh, well, okay. I now feel like the justification, though, of like in the beginning, they were in like purgatory, right? And like Kimberly's purgatory was like the fear of like violence that can beget oh, a woman at any wow. time. And Patrick's purgatory was like, becoming a like not fulfilling his like actual promise and being stuck in a job he didn't want to do or something. Oh man. Like and I feel like actually right? died yeah. next to that riverbank. Yeah. But like Make that it. was yeah, I'm like ready for episode 2 where they were like oh wait, that was all fake. That never happened. That was just the waiting room for this weird reincarnation. You know what I just realized? Um if the story starts uh in 1996 mm-hmm. and we are reincarnating it is actually giving like a nice runway to this becoming a contemporary story mm-hmm. because it's about people like living and dying and coming back. Mm. So if you start in the 90s, eventually, and you can just be in 2023. Mm-hmm. So you can almost be anywhere. Mm-hmm. You True. can almost, you don't even need to go forward. You can go backwards. <gasps> oh, yeah, that's good. Mm. That's this is, good. this is, I'm getting some uh, Rick and Morty vibes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm, for sure. Mm-hmm. And we move on to the People's Critic with his People's Critic Critique, Andrew Berger. Yes. If you gave me a one-word review, so let's say you saw this pilot and you you write for, let's say, uh, the New York Times mm. review page or something, or like, um, I don't know, it's the TV Guide. You write for the TV Guide. It's still going <laughs> strong. This is the mid-90s. Remember, mm-hmm. it's mid-90s. Mm-hmm. So TV Guide's right. going strong. You're the, you're the TV reviewer for the TV Guide. You have one word that's going to go on the cover of the TV Guide. What's the one word? The review for this. It could be good or bad. Definitely give it a good word. I need to work on my adjectives. It's a must watch for teens. I feel like very Riverdale-y vibes. How do you say that with one word? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Maybe maybe one word is just 16. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take it. Um, and before we go, let's name the show. What is the name Ooh. of this show? Riverdale. <laughs> Ooh, how about reincar and then dash nation? Like it's a- reincarnation? Reincarnation. Reincarnation. Oh my god. That is so good. Ooh. That's really good. That's reincarnation. Feel pretty good about myself. Yeah. Yeah. I watched it. 
Reincarnation. Yeah, I really or like Or let's get sued by Live Nation and we'll know if we get sued that it's actually a good show. Mm. We can call it Live Hell Nation. Yeah. Live Nation. Live or Nation. Alive Nation. Or Unalive Nation. Uh, mm. Or Undead some Pearl Jam vibes here. Thank you for listening to Blind Pilots. Please follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your sweet, sweet podcast content. Leave us a rating and review if you can. That really, really helps us out. Follow us on Instagram at Blind Pilots Pod. And if you're a writer and interested in shooting your shot at blindly creating the best pilot ever written, please go to blindpilotspodcast.com and fill out the writer's submission form. We are accepting submission from writers local in New York City or virtually across the globe. Thank you, everybody, and see you next month. Y'all say bye. 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 bye.